we serve a God that's a prayer answer. <laughs> I'm so thankful for that. I truly believe I have a word from the Lord. Let's go to Philippians chapter number three. I'm going to read a few verses here, starting at verse number seven. If you have your Bibles, you can open up to Philippians chapter three. If not, it's going to be up on the screen there. And what I'm going to preach about just fits so perfectly with what God is doing in Brother Mike Carter's life. So to receive that message just a few moments ago, I just knew that the Lord was with me uh, in bringing forth this word. I sure hope you're ready to receive because I'm sure ready to give out. Amen. I'm ready to give out. All right. Here in this church, we stand for the reading of the word is to honor the word of God. The Bible says, but what things were gained to me, those I counted loss for Christ. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord. For whom I have suffered the loss of all things and do count them but dung that I may win. Somebody say win. That I may win Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. I want to preach just for a few moments, really emphasizing in verse number eight. If you can go back to verse number eight, Paul says in that latter part of verse number eight, that I may win Christ. I want to preach today on a simple subject, and that is winning, <laughs> winning, winning. Lord, we thank you for this day. I thank you, Lord, for every person. Every man, woman, boy, and girl, God, I thank you, O oh Lord, because it's you and you alone that deserves all the glory and all the honor. You woke us up this morning. You started us, started us on our way. Lord God, I pray, Lord, that you may help us move upon us. This is your church. We are your sheep. I, O oh God, am your vessel. Use me, Lord. Help me to speak every word that is intended, and I pray that my flesh will not get in the way. In Jesus' name we pray. Somebody say amen. 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 If you're ready to receive the word, you can be seated. A book I came across not too long ago titled, A Winning Mindset. And in this book, it talks about how doubt kills more dreams than failure ever will. Doubt calls God's people, the Israelites, to wander for 40 years. What was only supposed to be less than a two-week journey, many people say just 11 days it was supposed to take, to get to the promised land took 40 years because of doubt. Doubt will cause you and I to wander in circles delaying what belongs to us i don't know about you but i can't wait another year yet alone 40 years to receive what belongs to me 
Some of us here today should not wait another day to receive what belongs to you. There are many here today that have been on the giving in and the emptying of yourself. But I truly believe that today if you would open up yourself, you will be on the receiving end. Moses was not failing. Hear me here because this is important. Moses was not failing when he repeatedly went to Pharaoh asking to let God's people go. Day after day, week after week, Moses was told no to his face by Pharaoh who had a hardened heart. But he was not failing. Why? Because he was obeying the word of God. He was trusting in the Lord. The only way Moses would have failed is by choosing not to go back to Pharaoh over and over again. And because Moses continued to trust, because he continued to obey, because he never gave up. The scripture says in the book of Exodus chapter 12 verse number 36, and the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians so that they lent unto them such things as they required. They lent, lent means they gave them or granted unto them whatever they wanted. For the Bible says the people had favor in the sight of the Egyptians so that they lent unto them such things as they required and they spoiled the Egyptians so they took what they wanted. So I declare today that you and I can have what we want. You can receive what you need. Just don't doubt. Don't stop coming to church. Don't stop lifting up the name of Jesus. And I almost feel like selling someone here today, don't stop sharing your testimony. See, that's the very thing that we must understand. Somebody tell your neighbor right now, I'm winning. Uh-huh, just just don't doubt because oftentimes when doubt hits you that's when uncertainty creeps in and that's when you do everything you should not be doing oftentimes when i share with people talk with different ones don't stop coming to church when you're in doubt don't stop coming to church when you're uncertain that's when you need to be in church even the more that's when you need to be surrounded by people that are like-minded the more because when you are uncertain or when you are living in doubt that's when you can become isolated and see that's the devil's playground because that's when he begins to deal with your mind and have you causing you to think that what am I doing here why am I even trying but somebody say I'm winning today Ooh, I feel like preaching this morning I'm winning ing it's important to put the ing on it. If you said to your neighbor, I'm, win I'm going to win today. See, that's one type of mentality. But when you say I'm winning, that's a continuous mentality. So I'm here to let someone know, not only are you going to win today, but you're going to continue to win. Your win will be continuous. That's why we say we are winning because my joy is not going to stop today. No, it's going to continue on. Uh-huh. The things that I feel today is not going to stop today, but it's going to continue on. I'm not doubting any longer. I've been holding myself hostage, doubting myself by blaming everyone else. Let me help someone right now to understand you don't have to be saying over and over that you have a lack of confidence. 
It's important to understand that you haven't lacked self-confidence, but what we have lacked is God confidence. Too often we put too much trust in ourselves and not in the Lord. That's why the scripture says in Proverbs chapter number three, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. Then it says in verse number six, in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. I'm going to say that one more time. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding and in all thy ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path i remember when i was in grade school and i was in a city tournament basketball game and i remember when i was on this team that was considered underdogs so we didn't have a whole lot of talent uh, that was surrounding me and so the coach really relied on me to do most of the scoring. Now, if you don't know anything about kids, if you can get the ball all the time and shoot the ball all the time, they enjoy that. And so I enjoyed that very much. If you were to give me the ball and say I can shoot anytime I wanted to, well, hey, coach, put, uh, this, you, I, I want you to be my coach for the rest of my life. And so here we are in this game, and, uh, and uh, it's a tournament game. So if you lose the game, you're out the tournament. And in this particular game, I was struggling if any uh, most of you don't know much about basketball but some of you that do if you understand basketball basketball realm has one rim okay well if you go to some parks or go to some recreational places they're what they call double rims okay it's a rim on top of a rim and when you have a rim on top of a rim it is difficult to make it in that basket because you almost have to shoot it you know what I'm talking about brother Morrison okay all right well we'll challenge one-on-one -on -one after the after church then all right we'll, we'll see how good you are so it's a double rim and in a double rim you have to shoot it perfectly in order to go into that room if it hits the rim it's not going in you have to shoot it perfectly well we were playing at this school that had double rims I've never shot on a double rim ever in my life and here I am shooting because a coach wants me to shoot but I'm missing everything I mean I cannot make a shot to save my life I can't make a shot if I didn't go I had to go all the way to the basket and just shoot a layup because if I shot anything outside of five feet I could not make it to go in so at halftime here we are in the halftime locker room and my head is down I am hurt I'm sick I just want to give up I think there's no way I'm going to be able to score enough points to help us win the coach tries to give this pep talk I'm not even paying attention he exits everyone out of the locker room locker room then he says Eddie I want you to come here I say yeah coach I'm hurt I'm, I'm just distraught tears are coming down my eyes and I, I'm just hurt. I'm 11 years old, somewhere in that range, 10 or 11. I'm just hurt. I'm sick. I, I know I can't make a shot. I'm letting down my team. The coach says, Eddie, I want to tell you something right now. I don't care if you've got to shoot the ball 100 times. Just don't stop shooting. I looked at him. I said, coach, 100 times? I don't care how many times you got to shoot the ball. Don't pass it to your teammates. Shoot the ball. Yes, coach. <laughs> you know what kind of confidence that gives a kid? When you tell a kid you can do as many times as you want, just don't stop. You know how often the Holy Ghost is trying to move upon individuals just saying, I don't care how many times you got to come, just don't stop. <laughs> 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 
coming. I don't care how many times you got to lift your hands. Just don't stop lifting your hands. I don't care how many times you got to say the name of Jesus. Just don't stop trusting in the name of Jesus. Well, some of you get excited about that. Let me go back to basketball then. There's a gentleman by the name of Kobe Bryant. Some of you may be familiar with him. Okay? Yes. Kobe Bryant there. I'm a fan of his so much that I named my second daughter after Kobe Bryant. Her name is Kobe. So some people have Bible names. I have athlete names. Y'all pray for me. You don't have to be a basketball fan or even a Los Angeles Lakers fan, to have been rocked by the shocking news when Kobe Bryant, who they call the Black Mamba, a five-time world champion and arguably one of the top five NBA players to ever put on a, a basketball uniform, left us early in life when a helicopter, he was in crash in Los Angeles area at the beginning of the year of 2020. He was only 41 years old. Kobe wasn't just another wealthy, high-profile athlete. He was a winner. He was an iconic businessman, a venture capitalist who owned and grew brands in the sports industry and invested millions in different businesses, including media, data, gaming, and technology. One of Kobe Bryant's quotes that is very near to me says this, when you make a choice and say whatever difficulties may occur, I am going to be this, then you should not be surprised when you are that it should not be something that is intoxicating or out of character because you have been you have seen this moment for so long that when that moment comes, of course, it is here because it has been here the whole time because it has been in your mind the entire time. See, a person's thoughts, the way they think about themselves often determine the actions they take or the lack thereof. If your thoughts are off, then you are more likely to deceive yourself or believe a lie. Let me share with you what God thinks about you and I. The Bible says in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29, verse number 11, it says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you an expected end. So Kobe and I have another picture here. Some people say Kobe and I have similar traits. I'm talking about the smile, not the trophies. His trophies are a little better than mine. We share similar traits, similar looks. I'll let you be the judge of that. The question was asked to Kobe Bryant, for how long did you stay disciplined? His response was every day. For 20 years that I played the game of basketball, I was disciplined every day. Something many people do not know about him, and that is that Kobe has another record people don't talk about as much. And that record is he has missed more shots than any other player in NBA history. I'm going to say that again. Kobe Bryant has a record that many people don't talk about. He has missed more shots than any other player in NBA history. Yet he is considered to be a winner. He's considered to be someone you can count on. He's considered to be, okay, you can take that picture down now. He's considered to be someone that you can trust. 
He's considered to be someone that in the clutch, when you need someone to score, give the ball to Kobe Bryant. But he has missed, oh, I hope you're hearing me right now. He has missed more shots than anyone in NBA history. So all that simply tells me is, is that Kobe had a mentality that he never doubted himself. Every time he had the ball, he thought, I'm going to make this shot, even though he's missed more than anybody else in history, and he's considered a winner. You mean to tell me, Pastor, every time I come up to this altar, every time someone lays hands on me, every time I believe and it does not happen, I'm still considered successful? Yes. You mean to tell me, Pastor, things haven't changed in my life. I don't understand why I can't go in the right direction, but I still believe. Am I still considered successful? Yes. I don't see things changing in my life. I don't see things changing in my family, but yet I'm still coming to church. Does that make me successful? Yes. The only way you can fail is stay home. The only way you can fail is stop believing. The only way you can fail is stop coming to an altar. The only way you can fail is stop lifting up your hands. But as long as you trust, as long as you believe, as long as you see, keep as long as you keep coming as long as you trust you're a winner you're a winner I'm going to say that again you're a winner oh yes you are don't stop shooting that's right let me see that form again yeah you ain't on my team I'm teasing you Don't stop shooting. Don't stop trying. Can I preach to you for a moment, Brother Pickering? Don't stop praying. I don't care what it looks like. It's about what you know. That's why I don't stop praying. Even when things get worse, I keep on praying. Ah, Glory be to God. I'm preaching to you, Brother Carter. It doesn't matter what it looks like. Don't stop believing. Don't stop trusting. Don't stop believing that God is able to do it. Because one of these days, you just don't know when, but one of these days, and I feel like somebody, it could be today, because one of these days, God's going to show up and say, you didn't stop trusting. You didn't stop believing. You kept on coming. You kept on trying. And God's going to open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing upon your life and say, today is your day. Oh, somebody's winning today. I don't know who it is, but somebody's winning. I'm tired of... I'm tired of the way things are going on in my mind. I've got to have a different mentality. A winning mentality. We don't serve a loser. You better read the back of the book. Just go all the way. You better read the back of the book. We don't serve a loser. Uh Uh-uh. And even when things don't seem like they're working out in our favor, it's just the Lord working on us. He's still winning. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. He's still winning. See, the worst thing the devil could have done was hung our Savior to that cross. I can preach on that a while. That's the worst thing he could have done. 
Uh-huh. See, when he was nailed to that cross uh, and he gave up the ghosts and died to the devil, they thought they had victory then. They maybe even had a little party then. They thought, yes, we finally got rid of the Messiah. Oh, but little did he know, Jesus said, no man can take my life. I've got power to lay it down and I've got power to raise it back up. So devil, even when you think you got the victory, I'm still the winner because I'm the one in full control. I'm trying to tell somebody that God has all things in control in your life so don't doubt him don't doubt him the apostle Paul was one of great confidence in himself he thought he lacked nothing until he met Jesus the Bible says in Philippians chapter 3 verse number 3 for we are the circumcision which worship God in the spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have, and have no confidence in the flesh. Though I might also have confidence in the flesh, if any other man thinketh that he hath what, whereof he might trust in the flesh, Paul says, I'm more. You think you've got confidence in yourself? You think you've got confidence in who you are? I'm way worse than you. I'm even more than that. You think you're somebody? I really think I'm somebody. That's what Paul's saying. If you think you something, Paul said, I really think I'm something. Well, I can preach about that thorn in his side right there, in his flesh. He said, you think you somebody, you think you smart, I'm smarter than you. You think you're gifted, I'm more gifted than you. He was, Paul, he was trash talking. But yet on the same hand, he's humbling himself. Let's keep reading. For the Bible says, it keeps going, it says circumcised. Then, then he begins to list his credentials. Just in case you don't think I'm somebody, check out my resume. Uh-huh. Yeah. At our old house, I had, I had all of our, my trophies still up. Memories, because I knew I couldn't do it anymore. So I would walk into this room, and there they all were. Well, when we moved to Lafayette, my wife said, them trophies ain't coming with us. <laughs> she says, get over it. <laughs> Who do you think won that battle? She did. They're in an Ohio dumpster somewhere. They're nowhere. He begins to list his credentials. He says, circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, the tribe of Benjamin, and Hebrew of the Hebrews, as touching the law, a Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. Paul had impressive credentials, his upbringing, his family background, his inheritance, even his morality. But his conversion to the faith was not based on his credentials, but upon the grace of Jesus Christ. Paul did not depend on his credentials to please God because he could not depend on his credentials to please God. Because even the most impressive credentials fall short of God's holy standards. That's why as we move on, the apostle Paul begins to say in verse number seven of Philippians chapter three, but what things were gained to me, those I counted loss for Christ's sake. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things. 
and do count them but dung that I may win Christ. Paul considered everything he had accomplished in his life and he decided to write it all off as worthless when compared to knowing Jesus Christ. The Bible says that he uses the word that I may win Christ. In other words, what Paul was saying here, that I may gain favor with Christ or that I may gain fellowship with Christ. Paul was at a place where he understood that everything that I have achieved meant nothing compared to knowing Jesus Christ. I wish I had a witness in here right now. See, that's what attracts people winning attracts a winning mentality a winning nature even a winning culture it attracts people so if you want to know what attracts people to star city church it's a winning mentality that attracts people well what are you talking about Uh, see when you hear about people being healed uh, it attracts people when you hear about people being delivered it attracts people when you hear about people being baptized it attracts people when you hear about people being filled with the holy ghost it attracts people that's the winning mentality why because it's not about what the world is doing it's about what jesus christ is doing and a winning mentality is only winning when you know jesus christ see some of us put so much emphasis as i did once time in my life in all the things in the world that i may be a winner in this world that i may be a winner in on my job that i may be a winner in anything that i try to endeavor to do but once we come to the understanding that all these things are fine and all those things are okay but it's nothing compared to winning christ jesus it's nothing compared to winning jesus christ oh i wish i had a witness in here right now it's nothing compared that when God began to change your life and you begin to win Christ winning attracts see when, when, when you get a phone call uh-huh from someone text messages from someone that says brother Robinson I'm tired of the things that I'm doing I'm tired of the way that I'm going I'm tired of feeling defeated. And I need a change. (laughs) See, when you get a phone call, I can even use young man Bryce here, says, I'm tired of feeling defeated. Come here, young man. You look good, brother. Thank you, brother. Thank you too. Good. I like that. I stepped on his shoes. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. Don't worry about that. You look good. Thank you, man. I like that belt. Yeah, appreciate it. See, somebody say winning. Winning. See, when you get a phone call from someone like a young man here, 20 years old, right? Yeah. 20. 20 year old young man that says, I, I, I'm tired of feeling defeated. 20-year-old young man. This is a young man. I'm tired of feeling defeated. I'm tired of doing and going down the path that I'm going down. A 20-year-old young man. 20 years old. I'm tired of feeling defeated. I'm tired of waking up the way I'm waking up and 
I'm, I'm tired of the mindset that I have. I want to change. And I remember responding back to him. I said, well, because you're tired, you're going to receive the change. Huh? So this, this go happen for you. And then, see, when you think the, the, con- the conversation is over, See, this, this, is, this is flesh. This is flesh, Brother Eric, because when I think I've given a great answer, so I wish I could just talk to the church and be honest. Right? When you think you gave, awesome, that was a good answer. Praise God. A few moments, see, the devil doesn't stop working, though. Amen. He don't stop because it was just a few moments later we connect again. Brother Robinson, I, I just don't know. I think I just, I'd just rather give up. Man, what, what, what happened to my great answer, right? Huh? You see, can, can I teach right here for a moment? That's why when you're talking to anybody or you're giving encouraging words to anybody, right after those words, pray. 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 Amen. Pray. Because you begin to fight in war in the spirit. Because even after we spoke and I felt like he was doing much better and I would just seem the next day I'm just taking it for granted that everything is going to work out okay. The enemy's like, oh no, uh-uh. I ain't letting you go. Oh, no, I, 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 I want you to feel defeated. I want you to feel depressed. I want you to feel like all hope is lost. Another phone call. Now we begin to pray for one another over the phone. Now I begin to say, oh, no, uh-uh. You're going to be just fine. I said, you're going to be just fine. You're going to get through this. Why? Because we're going to get through this together. And I'm going to be right here with you. And I'm going to make sure I support you. I said, I don't care what time it is. You call me. If you're having a rough time tonight, just call me. He did. He was fine. <laughs> I'm like, hello? Are you asleep? No, you're okay. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> Amen. He did. But I would rather him reach out. Why? Because you got to keep trying. 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 See, that's what I'm trying to tell somebody. Don't stop. Because the moment he would have stopped is the moment the devil would have had him and pulled him away. And because he didn't stop calling me, and because the Lord helped us in that conversation, and we began to pray on that Tuesday, it was that Wednesday when Bryce got baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. It's when Bryce was filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Oh, you ought to worship the Lord right now. Why? Because he kept trying. He kept trying. Amen. And then I was able to walk up to him and say, I told you, didn't I? I said, I told you, didn't I? And that big old smile right there, he said, yeah, you told me. You told me. I said, I told you. In the back of my mind, I'm saying, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
But in my face, I told you, didn't I? Because it's God that does everything anyway. That's right. He does it all. We're just vessels. Operate by faith. And this is winning. This is what winning is. This is what a winning mentality is. My God, my God. This is what winning is. That's right. Amen. And he's still here. Praise God. He's still here. That means he's still winning. Because the enemy will do everything he can to keep you away. To cause you to go back. To hang around old friends and do old ways. But he says, I'm tired of being defeated. I'm ready to win now. I'm ready to win now. I don't care about what's going on in the world. I'm tired of living that way. I'm ready to win. Woo, glory be to God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Let's clap our hands unto the Lord and magnify him one more time in the house. Praise God. <laughs> See, winners celebrating winners. Yeah. So I want to tell someone from the front row to the back row, you can win as well. Oh, yes, you can. Don't let the devil tell you anything else. You can win as well. And you can be winning. Uh-huh. See, I'm not talking about bank accounts right now. I'm not talking about size of a house. I'm not talking about how fancy your clothes are. No, I'm not talking about that. That's what the world pursues. That's what Paul was talking about. Paul said, I had all that stuff. I had all the nice things. I had all the fancy clothes. I had all that. He said, but I count all that as loss. It is nothing to me that I may win Christ. I just want to know Jesus. I just want to know Jesus. I don't care what you got on your back. Do you know Jesus? I don't care what kind of car you drive. Do you know Jesus? I don't care what kind of house you live in. Do you know Jesus? I don't care what kind of pedigree you got. I don't care if you got a PhD. I don't care if you got your master's. I don't care how many letters you got behind your name. Do you know Jesus? I want to know Jesus. Let's stand to our feet, clap our hands until to the Lord and magnify. So I need everyone in this church to understand the Kobe principle. Don't stop trying. Don't stop trying. <laughs> or if I had time, I, I, would, I would preach this thing so hard because I really wanted to today. Don't stop trying. Set another record. Keep trying. Keep trying. 
ever stop trying. So don't doubt yourself. You know, sometimes I want to look at folks, how I look at my, my little seven-year-old. Stop it. Just stop it. But I got to say it a different way. Don't stop trying. hasn't happened yet keep on coming it hasn't happened yet keep on believing but it hasn't happened yet keep on trying sister Julie is that, is that, is that what we experience it's, why is it not happening I said don't stop <laughs> I said you're doing good keep on trying just just keep on trying and because you kept trying the Lord honored it Hallelujah. That's it. But you don't understand my condition. I don't need to understand. Just don't give up. Just don't stop trying. I promise you God will honor. Because he is a rewarder to them that diligently, they keep trying, that diligently seek him. So I don't know what you need today. You can receive it right there in your seat. You can receive it up front here. I don't know what you need. But my challenge is, don't doubt. Keep trying. Let's lift our hands right now unto the Lord. Come on, there's a good spirit in here.